Stay tuned to the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. Hey, welcome back to the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. This is the Casey Commentary Week in Review. It is Saturday, February the 10th, 2024, year of our Lord. It has been a busy and productive week in and outside of Washington. And I uh, thought you'd keep you up with the good news. There's a lot of good news this week because uh, a lot of people get caught up in the negative. But uh, let's review uh, on the bad side of things. The uh, GOP in the House tried to impeach a lot Alejandro Mayorkas for his breach of trust and for uh, his failure to comply with the law should have been an automatic, uh, but it ended up uh, because of Steve Scalise getting cancer treatment and ended up in a tie. Uh, Three Republicans voted against impeaching, including Ken Buck, Tom McClintock and Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin. And then Blake Moore of Utah switched his vote at the last second in order. It's a procedural move uh, to make sure they can bring it back again. And guess what? They are. They're going to bring back. uh, uh, Steve Scalise successfully um, completed his stem cell uh, transplant or cancer treatment, and he'll be back in Congress this week. And round two of uh, the attempt to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas is going to take place uh, in the House. Hopefully this one with better results than the last one. With a two-vote margin, you can't afford to lose too much in uh, Speaker Johnson's house. And there's still a lot of uh, rhino uh, infiltrators and saboteurs inside the Republican Party. So the bad news is it failed once, but the good news is they're going to try again. And hopefully this time it will be successful. Now, it won't go anywhere in the Senate. That's that's for sure. But it has shot across the bow. And that's the reason why in an election year, all of a sudden, Joe Biden is claiming there's a crisis at the border. And uh, they're now trying they try to slam this border bill through uh, over in the Senate. And that. Uh, failed thanks to uh, Senate Republicans uh, led by Senator Cruz and Hawley and uh, Senator Lee, uh, J.D. Vance uh, and uh, others, uh, Marco Rubio. Uh, again, that went down in flames. And by the way, this was a Mitch McConnell led effort to negotiate with his good buddy, uh, Uniparty uh, pal Chuck U. Schumer. And of course, they dragged Jim Lankford in from Oklahoma. I bet you he has a ton of regrets uh, for Republicans voted against that Langford being one of them and the round up the usual suspects Susan Collins Lisa Murkowski and Pierre Delecto aka Willard Mitt Romney uh according to side flash here former Maryland governor Larry Hogan otherwise known as lockdown Larry and we broadcast from the uh, behind enemy lines in the blue state of Maryland announced he's running for senate uh in Maryland against uh, millionaire David Trone on the Democrat side, uh, he's got to get through a primary as well. But uh, a lot of Republicans in Maryland who may not uh, vote for Larry Logan will have to see. But he, uh, Larry Hogan, rather, he will um, he will be much like a Mitt Romney, if not worse. He's like totally got terminal Trump derangement syndrome. So could get you to caught up to date with that. So good news is impeachment round number two coming. Uh, border bill dead on arrival uh, in the Senate. Uh, in the House, it was promised to, to go down in flames, and yet it uh, it didn't. And then there was the Supreme Court oral arguments on the attempt by Colorado and other states, 10 or 11 other states, trying to kick Donald Trump off the ballot for 2024, accusing him of 
insurrection. Uh, this is, uh, again, more Trump derangement, more lawfare, more weaponizing our courts and our uh, injustice system. But it looks to me, uh, after evaluating the Supreme Court oral arguments, I did listen to all of the arguments. I think this thing is going to be go down. A worst case scenario, 7-2. It could be 8-1. Maybe, maybe even an unanimous decision. And the reason why? Well, from the get-go, Justice Brett Kavanaugh delivered a reality check uh, to the Colorado attorney, Jason Murray, in an effort to exclude Trump from the ballot and saying that Trump has not been charged with an insurrection. Duh. Uh, Justice Roberts even saying, yeah, uh, an insurrection is, uh, you know, whatever anybody says it is. No, it's actually defined in federal statute, and Trump nor anyone else involved in J6 has been charged with insurrection. So, again, this is just an attempt to keep Trump in court, uh, bleed him uh, and his uh, and his funds dry, keep him off the campaign stump, uh, and they knew this wasn't going to go anywhere, but they are going to try anyway. Even the liberal justices uh, agree. Obama appointed uh, Justice Elena Kagan, uh, basically pointing out that uh, you mean to tell me that I'm paraphrasing here uh, that uh, one state can uh, can interfere in a federal presidential election. Uh, and along those lines, Justice Alito pointing out, suppose there's a country that proclaims again and again that the United States is its biggest enemy and suppose that the president of the United States, for diplomatic reasons, thinks it's in the best interest of the U.S. to provide funds or release funds so they can be used by that country. Could a state determine that a person has given aid and comfort to the enemy and therefore keep that person off the ballot? Yeah, that would be Chairman Joe. $10 billion to the murder mullahs of Iran. So Justice Alito, uh, and I think that's that's the thing here. They realize how screwed up this really is. And even lefty Justice Kentaji Brown-Jackson, nominated by Joe Biden, was how ridiculous the argument to keep Trump off the state ballot. She said, quote, I'm saying the language here doesn't seem to include president. Why is that? And so if there's an ambiguity, why would we construe it to, as Justice Kavanaugh pointed out, um, against democracy, end of quote. Yeah, she's talking about the language in the 14th Amendment, Section 3, about um, keeping uh, people that are a whole office holders um, you know, that have been found guilty of insurrection or rebellion, uh, they would be uh, uh, kept off the ballot. The great Clarence Thomas blew up the Colorado lawyer's argument for kicking Trump off the ballot, asking, can you provide examples anywhere in history where states uh, were able to uh, kick off or interfere in a federal election or remove uh, anyone from federal office uh, off the ballot and of course that lawyer was unprepared and he got eviscerated by clarence thomas even justice roberts who, as you know i have mixed feelings about so again this thing is going to be and i think it could come as early as next week uh, because they know uh, there are primaries that are ongoing super tuesdays coming up in less than a you know two three weeks and then you got a bunch of other primaries and then the general coming up in 269 days it's going to be here uh before you know it so good news there before the supreme court uh, then of course we get the special counsel report uh on thursday uh, in which uh, joe biden uh clearly was found to help. Look, the, the three big takeaways, because there's, there's a lot of this that is going to be debated, uh, but, but here are the three takeaways as, as, as I see them uh, in, um, in this whole thing. One is that the special counsel, Robert Herr, again, this is the uh, Biden Justice Department led by Merrick Garland, who he's not happy with. Biden willfully retained classified documents, some for profit, and stored it amongst his household debris. Um, Biden's memory is totally lost. In fact, they referred to him uh, that they weren't going to charge him criminally because a jury would be sympathetic to an elderly man 
with a poor memory. He couldn't remember when he was VP, nor when his son Bo died, even within a range of dates. Maybe not the exact date, but and that got him all ticked off at the press conference. Uh, but again, I always wonder what happened to no one is above the law. Uh, I'm wondering, can Donald Trump now uh, invoke that? But you can't have it both ways. You can't argue that my memory's fine and then not be charged with, uh, he had no business as vice president holding on to those classified documents, and he was reciting them to his ghostwriter on three separate occasions. What about his staff who he threw under the bus? Um, they mishandled classified information. Uh, remember, the, remember the submariner that took a picture to send home to his family of him in front of a nuclear reactor aboard a submarine? He actually was found guilty and sent to jail. Joe Biden gets off scot-free and, uh, and his entire staff who mishandled classified documents. Uh, that's why this two-tier justice system has got to be um, brought to heel. Finally, the, the fact check, even CNN, CNN, of all people, Biden made three false claims about his handling of classified information, where the classified material was stored. Uh, Biden said, quote, all the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were the locked or able to be locked, <laughs> end of quote. Uh, that is not true. The special counsel's report says that while some of the classified documents were found in cabinet drawers in Biden's Delaware home, other classified documents about Afghanistan were found in an unsealed and badly damaged box sitting in his garage alongside an assortment of other items the special counsel described as household detritus. The report includes a photo of the box. Yeah, so he lied about that. Then he also claimed that none of the classified materials found in his possession was highly classified. Uh, that is false. Here's the quote. None of it was high classified. It didn't have any of the red stuff on it. You know what I mean. Around the corners, none of that. End of quote. Well, according to the details provided by the special counsel, uh, reported the discovery of documents in Biden's possession had high markings, identified them as top secret, sensitive, compartmented information. That's top secret uh, SCI. That is the highest level of classification that you can have. Uh, plus handwritten notebooks from Biden's time as vice president that weren't marked as classified, but the contained information that remains classified up to the top secret SCI information level. So, uh, again, he lied about that. And then third, when a reporter um, um, responded to the special counsel, said that Biden did read his classified information to the ghostwriter, uh, Biden claimed that, no, they did not say that. He did not say that. That was Biden's response. But Biden's claim is false. The special counsel did say that, writing explicitly that, quote, Mr. Biden shared information, including some classified information from those notebooks with his ghostwriter, end of quote. So, uh, again, they tried to uh, backpedal this thing. And uh, they, they, look, there were there were times when the report was contradictory. I don't think it was the best special counsel report I have ever read. But clearly, two things are at work here. So either, you know, if, if he they, they willfully and intentionally retain classified information, that's against the law. So you have to be charged. Uh, but again, what, what happens here with Democrats, remember, Jim Comey, FBI director, uh, said that no reasonable prosecutor would charge Hillary Clinton with the destruction of her classified emails. Remember that back, I think, in the, around the July 4th, uh, back in um, in 20, uh, was it 2016 when uh, she was running against uh, Donald Trump, and, of course, he tattooed her anyway. Uh, but the uh, the point here is that um, the same thing has been concluded by the special counsel. Let me read to you from the report itself. Quote, We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. 
Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that should they convict him, by then a former president well into his 80s, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness, end of quote. So he's not mentally fit to stand trial before a jury, So, and he certainly can't be mentally fit to continue to serve as president of the United States. What happens next? Uh, let's all wait and see because Merrick Garland may get his, uh, Biden may get his Comey moment here with Merrick Garland. Oh, this is just too rich. Uh, so to, uh, to continue, <laughs> just tell you, it is, uh, it's sad. There's a, there's a part of me that wants Biden to stay in, even though he's a national security threat, uh, to the United States and to the world for that matter, because he's got the codes and, uh, who knows if he's getting, uh, countries mixed up and the names of presidents mixed up, uh, maybe they come to him and saying, Hey, uh, you know, Iran just, uh, uh, just launched. And he goes, that's okay. Send him towards Egypt. I mean, who knows what could happen with this guy? It is very, very dangerous. Uh, finally, uh, two other things I wanted to share with you. One, the media melted down over Tucker Carlson's interview of, of Vladimir Putin. The totalitarian left and their media whores were in full meltdown, threatening sanctions. They wanted to ban him from traveling back to the United States. Hillary Clinton went off in an unhinged. Look, Tucker Carlson, journalist. I don't like Putin. He's a KGB agent. He's a liar. He's a thug. He's a murderer. Uh, but again, all sorts of, uh, you know, the alphabet networks were champing at the bit, uh, to try to get an interview and Tucker Carlson got it. And we saw their jealousy, uh, for all to see. But what I take out from the interview is that once again, Putin knows that Joe Biden, uh, is illegitimate. Uh, the question Tucker asked, do you think Joe Biden won fair and square Putin? I would rather not get into domestic American politics, but will say my embassy reported your Southern border was better run than the 2020 election. Zing. Uh, or two, uh, they asked if uh, they thought that Joe Biden was actually running the country, uh, and of course they uh, they think otherwise. Uh, they think that uh, again. They said he did good, did have good relations with Trump. I think he respects Trump because he fears Trump. Uh, but uh, Putin said of Joe Biden, "quote We are convinced he is not running the country. Let's say we have good sources that confirm that, but it's plain for anyone to see themselves. The U.S. has now entered into a dark period. It has unaccountable." leadership end of quote so some real gems coming out of that as well finally as part of our commentary today no one else reports his stuff in the alphabet run state-run drive-by media but virginia west virginia state lawmaker Derek evans who was sentenced to 90 days in prison for walking into the u.s capitol on j6 and fist bumping a police officer at the door who let him in um, evans filmed himself in the building did not commit any violence and left the building without causing any damage and yet he did 90 days in jail. The original charges against him, knowing, knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority, violent entry, and disorderly conduct on capital grounds. That way, that's bull dookie. The charges were farcical. Uh, Evans resigned from his office following his arrest. But now he's running again. Uh, and again, he spent... Uh, but, but here's what he did. He released a video. We're still... We're, thanks, Speaker Johnson, who promised us the tapes. We still haven't seen them all. Uh, so he's failed on that promise. But uh, Evans released a new video of a previously undisclosed shooter at the U.S. Capitol on J6 who appears to be an infiltrator. That's right. But we're looking at the video. It was taken from the west lawn of the Capitol building. And after three years of breathless, uh, breathless coverage by the mainstream media, preemptively convicting every single person who just happened to step on Capitol grounds, you'd think you'd, you'd seen or heard about this footage that, uh, that it was just released on Friday and everyone else is ignoring. Uh, no such luck. What we do see 
is footage of an unknown agitator or infiltrator of some sort who is firing off a pistol in the air in front of everyone. A Hispanic male on the younger side decides to scale the scaffolding, turns around, brandishes a firearm, aims the firearm into the sky, and fires off two rounds. And then, very interestingly, he climbs right back down from the scaffolding, so he wasn't up there to protest like everyone else or any of those other things. Once again, everybody else climbs up there, stays up there, continues waving their flags. He climbs up, fires off the gun, climbs right back down. And you know what's crazy? Uh, With all this footage, uh, within one minute of those two rounds being fired off, that's when the pepper spray began. That's when they started shooting rubber bullets and flashbang grenades into the crowd. At that point, peacefully gathered to protest the certification of the vote. This footage has never been released why have they been hiding this? Uh, there's a lot more coming on the Fed Surrection known as J6. So there you have it. A pretty busy week, our week in review. Thanks for joining us here on the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. All right, it promises to be a very busy week next week. We'll start with our full episode on Tuesday. Remember, full episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, the Casey Commentary on Saturday. Spread the word. Share the wealth. This is where the resistance meets. Until then, fight hard to stay free. America.